Welcome to the ED Clinics podcast. My name is James Woolidge and I'll be your host for this series where we'll be discussing everything to do with shockwave therapy and men's health conditions. That's everything from erectile dysfunction through to chronic pelvic pain syndrome, Peroni's disease, hard flaccid syndrome, amongst others. We'll be talking to a host of experts from around the world to shed some light on these complex conditions. And we'll also be talking to patients that have been through treatment journeys themselves so you can get a greater understanding of how we can help a broad range of people with these conditions. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Okay, so thanks for joining us. This is our um, podcast for ED Clinics. Um, and we're joined today by Kevin, who uh, is going to talk us through his experiences with chronic pelvic pain syndrome. And the clinician that treats him is Eve DeVos. He's well known in the world of ED Clinics. He's one of the directors of, um, of ED Clinics. Um, and just, just on that note, Eve, you've got two clinics down in the south of England. Could you just let us know where, where they are? Where do you work from? Yeah, so uh, I've basically got a clinic based in Waterlooville, which is Hampshire, uh, which is just north of Portsmouth. And then the other clinic is in uh, Woodley, uh, which is near Reading, so Berkshire. Yeah. Okay, fine. So, Kev- Kevin, thank you very much for joining us today, because we're, we're trying to get patient perspectives on and all sorts of things to do with men's health. Yeah. Um, and it's really good of you and slightly brave to share your insight on on this topic because uh, many men don't talk about these things and you've kindly suggested that you you will. So um, for everyone out there, uh, chronic pelvic pain syndrome used to be prostatitis or non-bacterial prostatitis and the sort of over the overarching term now, CPPS. So, but there are a number of differences as to how people experience that condition. Can you just, can you just give us a talk through about how your symptoms were when things started? Well, Mine, mine has quite a long history and then a more recent, much worse history. So, I mean, for me, when it very first started, I was actually a teenager. Right. Um, bear in mind, I mean, how, how old are you now, Kevin? 43. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't chronic. It was very off and on. Um, it may only affect me a couple of times a year. It would last like a few hours. Um, it would go away. I kind of got used to that's how life was. Yeah. Um, I didn't really find out about even the word prostatitis until I was about 35, 36, uh, through my own research. Um, I was put on some tablets called Tamsulosin, which started, which helped with a lot of the urinary symptoms mm-hmm. when it, when it, you know, uh, and then stopped it from coming on, uh, so much or so severely, uh, in terms of if it did come on, it went away sooner. But my reason for seeing use was because, uh in may 2020 yeah 2022 last year um it went chronic um and would not go away and i was stuck in uh, in um a lot of pain um that was seriously damaging every part of my life um i mean i can go through the symptoms if you want but you probably yeah know. so yeah so where 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 did you feel your most of your pain coming from where so where yeah well the, 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 the symptoms i, I had all went when I was younger, the symptoms I always had that came on was a kind of like a fiery acid feeling going from what feels like your bladder or where you think your prostate probably is running all the way through the urethra to the tip of the penis. Um, that was what would usually happen. When it went chronic, I had all that plus uh, further problems in that it felt um, a lot of pain as if I'd been kicked in the groin, basically. <laughs> Um, but uh, and that just wouldn't wouldn't go away. Um, there was pain in the head of the penis, 
there was pain in the testicles, there was pain uh, within the anus yeah. um, and the lower back and became more of a, what you'd call an overall chronic pelvic pain. Um, went to doctors numerous times, obviously. They don't really know what's going on. They do all the tests, do lots of STD tests, all clear, you know, month after month, clear every single time. Mm. Um, and I said it would be. I said, you know, I've had these tests all my life, I said to them, and they said, oh, we've got to do it anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, always always came up with nothing. Um, apart from they just sort of said, you know, you, you have um, a, a chronic form of prostatitis, um i have had a scan and uh back last september can't believe it's almost a year ago now um and the prostate was very red um but in terms of um a, a lot of what i've worked with with yves and and through my own research i've found that a lot of it could have been actually problems with the pelvic floor muscles that have actually caused the urine to actually be reflux and spasm back or upwards which is then causing the prostate problem so it seems like there's this sort of, they, they, they seem to think it sort of starts in the prostate and by they, I mean like the medical industry uh, in terms of doctors, but it would seem that the prostate might be more of a casualty of the problem like that. rather than, rather than yeah. the start of the problem. Right. Okay. So you'd, you'd gone, you'd run the whole gamut of urology, I guess you'd gone to that level where they did the scan yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems, it sounded, sounded a little bit uh, <laughs> dismayed by their yes, approach. Yes, yeah. Or... Se um, and I mean, <laughs> the NHS don't seem to have time to be able to help. Um, and I find private urology, um, unless they're going to, it sounds bad, but unless they're going to make some money out of some sort of operation to give you, they're not interested. And once they've diagnosed you with what they would say prostatitis or whether chronic private pain, whatever they want to call it, mm. um, they know there's nothing that they can surgically do or, 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 or tablets that are going to help long term. I mean, I would say uh, antibiotics have still bizarrely helped, which is what I find with a lot of people they don't. I've, I've never been diagnosed with any sort of, um, you know, no, no uh, disease or anything, but apparently sometimes the antibiotics can, antibiotics can have an inflammatory effect. An anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatory yeah yeah that's right and and um it's, it's possible that that anti-inflammatory effect was what was temporarily helping me because as soon as i came off those antibiotics give it a week and i was um getting back to square one again so yeah right. so i've been through quite a year of hell um so what led you what led you to that point where you discovered how did you discover eve and ed clinics and what and how we might help because there's, there's, as, as you know there is lots out the more you read on this topic there yeah. are lots of lots of things you could do to treat this. So what, what brought you to ED clinics and, and him? I tried treating everything with everything else, I think. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I've tried, um, you know, they sort of say, sort of try, you know, uh, things like sore palmetto or other things like that. So I've tried antibiotics. Um, I was, uh, doing a lot of sort of stretching and yoga stuff, which was kind of helping and hot baths, but it was all, it was more like a plaster on the wound, you know, it wasn't sort of really helping. I suppose I was looking for, I was looking for a cure and kept being told there isn't one, but um, I found uh, the clinic, ED clinics, uh, just online, Google, I suppose, just, yeah. just, just lots of research. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I looked up a video that was about chronic pelvic pain on ED clinics. And there was a guy on there and he was say, so basically sort of saying that he's sort of 90% better. And I thought, well, this is worth looking into. So I went from there, really. So I, I phoned up um, Yves and um, 
and we um, we had an initial consultation meeting, um, and it was the first time I actually felt actually heard. Oh, that's nice. Rather than just being told to uh, put up and shut up, basically. Um, and uh, it, it seemed like you know you guys was at least willing to try and give it a go. You know, let's just let's see if this will help. Hmm. So we, I was booked in for an initial sort of six sessions, and. Um, Despite some setbacks, and the setbacks were because anything triggered me, just anything really. Um, but I had already made massive life changes, uh, like giving up alcohol, caffeine, things like that, doing the doing the yoga stretches all the time. Um, and those things I think were helping, but this, this, the slightest little thing, like a bit of a slight of spicy food, was just set it all off again. Um, or just stretching or moving in the wrong way all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, yeah. Down all of a sudden. Uh, the symptoms were always there, but that could make it even worse. So, so those six sessions were very useful. First of all, um, I, um, we then gave it a month off to wait and see how things went. Yeah, things were still sort of improving over that month off, um, and then I went back for another six sex, uh, another six sessions. Um, and the last time you guys saw me or spoke to me, I think was probably middle of May. Okay. Um, and I'd like to say I've still been improving since then. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's really great considering how long you've had it. That's um yeah. Pretty good change since you went from episodic as a teenager to chronic. Yeah. And um, you know, with those changes that you've made, that's really good to hear. Yeah. Eve, can you just um summarize a little bit about what the approach that you've been taking for, for those sessions? Um, I mean, obviously partly we were using shockwave, yeah. Um, but um, we all know about the sort of importance of, of putting everything together. And, and Kevin was really, really good at, you know, he'd obviously done a lot of research himself. He was really dedicated to making this work. So uh, he did everything he possibly could. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's been partly the, the success of this as well is this combination of, you know, uh, you know the, the, the diet, you know, not making sure that there's no irritants. Um, you know, then obviously doing some deep breathing type exercises to try and relax the uh, pelvic floor, you know, some sort of more bigger stretches for the sort of big, you know, hamstrings, quads, hip flexors, all of those kind of muscles attaching to the pelvis mm. to try and release those. He did a lot of sort of self-massage, self-trigger pointing, um, you know, all, all of that, which, you know, and then, and then, you know, what mainly what I did was, was a, a combination of, you know, shockwave therapy, but I also actually used, uh, you know, EMTT as a, as a combination treatment. Yeah. Um, so, you know, treating uh, the penis, the perineum, but also the sacral area. So, um, you know, trying to really reduce any kind of tension inflammatory component around the whole of that pelvis. Okay. Uh, so we, we did them on a sort of weekly basis. We did a, a session per week. Um, and then obviously we had that. I wanted to sort of give Kevin the, the, an opportunity to evaluate the effectiveness of, of what we'd done to start with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And obviously in that evaluation period, he continued with all the sort of self-help methods in, in, in between. Um, but um, what we then, what was nice was that obviously that we actually saw a change. So at least we knew that Kevin was responding to the treatment. Yeah, yeah. That's really where we decided to then take it, take it that little bit further. And there was a distinct difference between the first group of sessions and the second group. 
because the first group we were just literally up and down like a yo-yo it was it was you know the tissue was so irritable mm. that you know the slightest bit of change would just trigger the whole thing off by the time we actually did the second course things were more stable things were already a little bit more controlled and then you know the, the progress in in that second course of treatment was was quite phenomenal that's yeah, really good um and so what what was your ex, what was your experience because a, lo- a lot of men will say you know i mean in terms of your symptomatology mm-hmm. have you improved to the point where you've gone back to a point where you have days free of pain now or is it just the total level of, level of pain is reduced i.e. you still got daily pain but the pain is reduced do you see what i mean i'm at a point right now where i'm not in typical pain right um if i sit too long on a, say, a hard seat some of the pain will come back um but i have a standing desk at work now that's another change i've made which has really helped mm-hmm. um or if i'm sort of sat in a driving seat too long um then i can start to feel some of the per- some of the pain in the perineum that sort of pressure pain pushing up yeah um but it only starts to come back slightly and gradually um all the urinary symptoms everything else is gone wow. um everything else is functioning normally um yeah uh i'd say i'm sort of 95 percent recovered maybe more and um I, I didn't mention but um i was i've always been keen going to the gym lift, lifting weights and you know for the best part of a year that had to stop and it was horrible just sort of seeing myself literally waste away yeah. um for the past six weeks i've been back regular at the gym fantastic i'm not not over pushing it you know but uh i've um been putting a healthy weight back on and yes and it's not only just sort of walking around and being able to bend over and do things properly like that again but actually actually um be a, a reasonably healthy person and actually go back to a gym yeah and, and i think that that's quite important again is that you know once the symptoms are more controlled mm-hmm. is that obviously normal uh, activity can be resumed but we very much use this sort of graded exposure principle of, of just gradually you know increasing the the activity increasing the load yeah, just to make sure that there was not, you know, a, a sudden increase in tension through the pelvic floor, which could then trigger the symptoms again. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you said to me to go very careful, and uh, that's and that's and that's that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. and so I, th- I think on 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 that note about the fact that why I was asking is that quite a lot of um, patients like yourself, that because of where the pain is and how it affects so much of you. It becomes all-consuming. That it's every every minute and every hour of every day where you're thinking and considering it. Yeah. So, you, are you? Yeah. Have you now got sort of mental respite from that now being so much better as well? Yes, yes. The the mental torture is yeah. as bad as the physical. Yeah, that's what everyone. Um, I mean, it was it's, it's, it was kind of bad and scary when growing up when it would be triggered. Um, but I got used to it going away after a few hours mm. but of may last year 2022 you know when it didn't go away after a week two weeks and it goes into months mm. no one's given a damn and there seems to be no answers you start to get scared yeah. and, then, and the only answers you do find on the internet is, is you know oh this is chronic pelvic pain people have lived for a decade like this this is just how it is yeah. learn to live with it and i just sort of thought no i'm not I'm not living with it just like this. There must be something that can that can uh, at least um, you know dull it down so that it's bearable. Yeah. 
but yeah, it starts. Uh, I mean, I, th I think it would be the same of any chronic pain. Um, but it's also not the chronic pain. It's also it's also the embarrassment of you know you constantly needing like you feel like you need to go, yeah, to the bathroom. Um, and sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So there's there's an embarrassment to it that can come through as well, and it's it's that shame factor, and, and shame can affect people very very badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, if you were if you were to you know this sounds like I'm leading you in a particular direction. I'm not actually you know because we, when we see patients. You know, we have sort of, you know, clinical responsibility about saying, look, you need to go see your GP. You need, you know, you need to get a urology checkup and so forth. Given everything you've learned over time and how many times you went repeat back to NHS, whatever else, at what point would you, you know, in your journey, when you reflect, would you say to, you know, in, in terms of advising other men with this condition, mm -hmm. at what point would you say, look, actually, is at this point here, it's worth searching out this as an option? Okay, uh, I would say it's still it's still best to um, you know get get things like the STD checks done as a matter of course anyway, just in case. Um, and I mean, I I had um, uh, a full scan to make sure that it was nothing cancerous. Yeah. Um. So make sure you get that that cleared out of the way as well. But I think once both those things are cleared, I think. You know, go go to the ED clinic and um, research if if that you know have a consultation and research if that is the right way forwards. Yeah. Um, especially if you've been diagnosed. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I suppose you'd be diagnosed with, with prostatitis as well, really. Um, so that you at least know what you're dealing with. But to be honest, with all the information on the internet, I know you shouldn't self-diagnose on the internet now. But if if it's ticking all the boxes of all the symptoms of what I just said, mm. then then that's pretty much probably what it is yeah um and uh you need treatment and i mean i don't know why the the shockwave treatment works i mean no no one seems to know, seems to know exactly why do they but i mean it, it um it, it was like i was caught in a pain cycle yeah and i just it just couldn't get out of it um and whatever this did it kind of, it kind of broke that pain cycle yeah um and allowed my body to start healing I think I'm. I, mean, I think I'm pretty. I know I've known Eve for quite a while. And I think Eve would agree with me on this. That if any, if anyone in the world of medicine and human bodies say they know exactly why something works, <laughs> you should probably go see somebody else. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent foolproof. Shockwave does this. No. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. but what we do know at the moment, rather like you, eloquently, I have to say, what do you, I mean? I'm interested. In what you, I, well, I shouldn't ask what you do for a living. It's none of my business. But you're, the way you discuss this is pretty pretty impressive. Um, but it. I mean, the, the point you get to, which is that point where it doesn't take a lot of research to find out that your options are really minimal in terms of, you know, once you've gone through the sort of normal stuff and antibiotics don't do anything major and they're, you know, great. And then you're into salt and yeah. other things. There isn't much out there that's left, which is why, yeah. you know, an anti-inflammatory and a few other mechanisms we think how it works. Shockwave is a good non-invasive approach because everything yeah. else is potentially quite invasive. So yeah. um, that's why I think it sits in that nice middle ground, whereas, yes, of course, it costs something to do, but mm. it's not going to cause you any harm by trying it. And it's mm. probably got more evidence to it than, well, saw palmetto and a few other things. But, yes, there is a well, problem. That, as you, you just hit on a point there where, where it says about how it's not going to try any harm in, in doing it, that was uh, one of the things that was also uh, advertised on, on the website. And, and, I, and I, I, you know, I looked up some some research as well. Um, I think there was like some, some YouTube clips as well, and it, it it seemed like 
yeah what have i what have i got to lose really is it's, it's it's worth it's worth the money and so it's worth it's worth trying and if it doesn't work it doesn't sound like i'm gonna be any worse off so might as well try it that's great eve have you got anything else to say on the subject I think the for me, you know, you know, we get, um, you know, the, the reason why why we do this job is because we see changes in people, and not so much always the sort of physical changes. You know, as a physio, you know, it's great that you know if somebody comes in with a pair of crutches, and then six months later they do sprints, you know, which is great. But I think it's this, you know. When you're looking more at complex patients, when you're talking, you know, we're talking about people's mental health and how it affects, wow. you know, their whole life. Now, yeah. I personally have seen a huge transformation in Kevin from when we first, you know, met each other to, you know, where he is now. You know, it, it is a, he's a completely different person, you know, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, I hope you agree with that, but he, but but he was completely encompassed by this problem. Yeah, it was the only thing he could think of because it was affecting him so much. Mm. Uh, you know, as we got to know each other and we worked together, and and the condition got better. You mm. know, we we even our sort of consultations weren't always completely you know, focused on the condition, we actually started to talk about camping and cycling and all of those kind of things, which which was really nice to see that yeah. obviously we, we could see that transition and getting that confidence back and, and belief that, you know, um, you know, there's the, that things could get better. And I think, um, you know, that for me is the biggest reward, to be honest. Yeah, good. Kevin, um unless you've got anything else to add, I'd just like to say thank you again for joining us. It's very brave of you, very good. And um, the way you described it was absolutely brilliant. So uh, thank you for that. Well, no, I hope, I hope my input um, helps other people, really. Because um, yeah. this is exactly the sort of information when I was ill yeah. that I was looking for. Yeah. So I hope this helps other people. Good um, for you. And uh, yeah, keep keep going with the uh, shockwave treatment. It's a shame it's just not more sort of known across the country. We're working on that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> none of us will say it's 100% foolproof and we don't quite know 100%. No, no. But, uh, it, works, it works really well for lots of people and that's what counts, mm -hmm. right? But thank you very much, guys, for joining me tonight and um, uh, good luck for the future, Kevin. Hope it all carries on being good for you. Cheers. Thanks, Kevin. All the best, guys. Thank you. Okay.